Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Brayden behind the camera has cracked a Coke, if Ew. you heard that. <laughs> and and we if you didn't, it did happen and now you know. It did happen, yeah. Brayden drinks Coke. The Ethan healthy. really wanted a Coke, I really but I said no. And so we're on the waters. <laughs> we're on the waters. <laughs> we're on the waters. It sounds like we're on a boat. We're on a boat. No, as we, as I said last week, we, we, set, we set sail on a journey. Oh, that got <laughs> weird. Was that with Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that weird? Oh, you just... (laughs) We might have to cut this. (laughs) Why is it weird? Oh, it just... I was a bit cringe. Yeah. Yeah, I was cringe on purpose. Oh, didn't come across that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we're here. I was going to say that. So now we know why Amanda's come on for (laughs) a part two. She's got beef with someone and it seems to be me. No, she's just here to make the podcast cool again. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Again. Again. Well, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it was never cool. Only your episode, first episode. Yeah, cool. Cool. And again, now we've got to make it cool again. Yeah. No, mm. just as a long time listener, full convert, mm. I mm. thought. Yes. It's time that the people yes. <laughs> got to hear the man behind the mic. Yes. They do. That's right, you Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I've got Ethan here today. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for inviting me, Amanda. <laughs> it's another takeover. There's a lot of failed takeovers on this podcast, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Failed um, coups. Coup here, here you are again trying to pull the attention away from yourself. Joel, that's um, <laughs> not what we're going to do this podcast. Mm. It's, 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 it's all about you. Joel. Apparently, this is Manda's idea. Manda, do you want to ask do you want to ask the questions? You know, you never get to ask the questions. Well, I've been a little I got you know I am quite reactive. So you okay. know, I have an idea okay. and I immediately message Joel. Excellent. It's like That's a good idea. It's your turn. During a council meeting it was. I'll do it. <laughs> and now all week I'm like, I'm so nervous. Yeah, I sent you a message last night. <laughs> hey, you still cool to record? You're like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I'm like Got to listen to the most recent one. Mm-hmm. I thought you Do were coming study. on initially mm-hmm. to. Uh, what was the word? I was thinking. Of, what was Do the word? Two? I was going to say. Yeah, do a part two, but as to, you felt like you were out of it on your last on your last episode or something, and you wanted to right some wrongs or something. Oh no! It was more just like when you listen back and you think, oh, I could have probably shared a little bit more wisdom. Oh, you know? I think you it was are more very of a wise. reflective, like, oh, if they asked me that now, I'd probably. My brain would probably be able to comprise like, a much. Like what though? What wisdom do you want to impart, impart Joel, to the, the end? Today's about you. Oh, about you Joel. I was just using that as a. He's just he's you. just automatically falling back into I his know. his his true form as host. Yes, that's true. But not today. But you're up against us. <laughs> so we'll I'm, keep you on track. I'm ready to fight to the death. Let's go. Great. Well, <laughs> Joel. Or I could just die myself. The question that you have asked so many people. Yes. Mm. How do you have your hot chips? Well, I think we have answered it. I know everyone before, already knows. Haven't we? Yeah, mm. but I do like just hot chips, and it doesn't matter what size or shape. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't like. I like French fries. I like French fries are pretty good. I like you know medium sized chips, and I like fat chips. I don't really. I don't really. Like a wedge. Discriminate on those kind of things. Yeah, even a wedge. Uh, a wedge would be different though, I think. But it's, more, um, it's more potato-y than it like is. Just plain chicken. salt and tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm. all I mm-hmm. require for my hot chips. So like Despite the tally from 35 chicken to 28 plain? 
I don't know. I can't actually. I can't remember what Sandy actually said on the last episode. I feel like it was thirty-five twenty-seven. But this, you, I remember you, I thought it me? was going to be much. Oh, maybe you may have already counted me. Count but me. if we go, you on did. You did say it per episode. Like you have said it, and so you might have been counting. All right, we'll, we'll just yeah. take that back down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're chicken salt too, man. Are you? You know it. I know. Well, no, I didn't. I actually Cover asked. Cover it. <laughs> smother it in oh, the chicken. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> All of I the kind of, yeah. uh, like guys, I've been spending however long we've been doing this podcast for bagging you out for plain salt and tomato sauce, <laughs> yeah. but but at the same time, it actually is really good. Like oh, you, you can't beat the classic. Right? There is there is a time and place, yeah. and often the it's time and place is every time. Chips. Like it's a good time, but it's not every time. No, it's not every time. Uh, just not when that's. An I option. think if not the chips are on the side of a meal, yes, absolutely, yes, absolutely, oh, interesting, absolutely. But if I'm getting hot chips, mm-hmm. just hot chips because it's a flavor, it's raining or whatever, it's an addition to f- like a flavor. That's exactly it. Yeah, that is exactly it. But I'm a cl- uh, like I said, I'm a man of the classics, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I don't think I you like can mess the with those two things in life. I do sometimes, sometimes, not always. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, no, this actually doesn't isn't a segue at all. Um, let's let's Speaking get. Speaking rid- of segues, no, is I was going to say. Speaking say? of speaking of the those kind of ways of life, but it, what, what was the word? The chip, the chip, the way simpler. Of life. Oh. Thinking of the simpler ways of life, <laughs> and it actually isn't at all. Speaking of the simpler ways of life, I was just saying words uh, to segue into uh, Joel. How did you become a Christian? Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of had put off that this was going to happen because I wasn't sure what the plan was. But uh, I was thinking, trying to think of it last night when I was texting Amanda saying, are you ready? You're like, I'm nervous. I'm like, what's she nervous about? I'm like, oh, that's right. She wanted to be the one to ask the questions. Uh, I became a Christian in year 10. No, no, uh, I can't remember if it was year 9 or year 10. But I became a Christian then by go- when I was going to Rev, which was the... Uh, Youth group at uh, me Anglican Church. It's really hard to come out of the, being the guy that asks the questions on the shock absorber and then being the guy that answers questions. Um, you are doing a full back to back. Yes, I am. Thank you. Uh, and what's interesting is that, like, I grew up in a non Christian household. Um, I was, my dad jokingly made fun of me going to a youth group. But um, I think. One thing that big I was... Big Daddy, just yeah, for those... No, uh-huh. Big Puppy. <laughs> big Puppy. I call him Big Daddy. <laughs> big Tony. Big Tony. His name's T-dog. Tony. T-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, grew up in a non-Christian household and never... Like, church never entered my mind, even when I did... I went to Catholic scripture at school, for example. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, because I was baptised Catholic. When I was, I can't See? remember. This is why we do I can't this. remember I how old I was. Exactly Probably between the ages of ten or ten and twelve. Did you get confirmed in the like? Did you do the whole? No, the whole. I shebang? was just baptized. It was just. I think it was basically like my mum and dad were like, "Well, we better get them baptized." My dad. That, that's the thing, right? They do a baptism and then they do a later thing the at, when you're about. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So it was. Thank you. I must have been. I reckon maybe. Between eight, I wouldn't have been 12, probably eight, between the ages of eight and 11. I can't remember when. Yeah. I think it was like my sister was, yeah, probably about five. So I probably was about eight. That's probably the, when my sister and I got baptized at the same time. Where was that? In the uh, Catholic church in Cronulla, the one near the train station. There you go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that go? fascinating? 
whose who's suggestion was that? Oh, well, my dad is uh, went to a Catholic school and that's where the Catholic influence comes from, I suppose. But I, uh, And then he paid you out for going to youth group. Yeah. So well, do you reckon it was a, like a just got to get him done kind of situation? Yeah, I think so. I think it was just like we should just get the kids baptised. Yeah. Cover yourself. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a memory of the photo of like all of us, like my sister and I getting baptised and then um, like all my family and godparents and stuff being there. So, and see, this is funny. You ask me these questions and I start thinking about that. Mm. Um, but I think like before I became a Christian, there was always something that I was like, there has to be something more. Mm. And that's something we've talked about with other people on the podcast is even if they're not not until they made a decision or like yeah became a christian they're like oh there was just more and i remember a number of times being in the car with my family and something being talked about or just even being in the car with my dad and him saying something or whatever something like that and i was always just like ah that doesn't really answer the way that i feel mm. which was interesting um so I think that's where it kind of led to. And then, so I started going to youth group in year nine to Rev at Gomi Anglican, basically because girls invited us to go. <laughs> um, and kind of year nine is when you start talking to girls more, I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can, yeah. yeah. Is that, do you oh, talk to girls as well? Oh, <laughs> I, <started talking>. I, <laughs> I know, you were always hanging out with your mates, like your guy Yeah, friends, I didn't start then, talking to girls in year nine, but <laughs> I, that's because I had never seen a women are terrifying um <laughs> but but so all all around me guys started talking issue. to guys and you're like, yeah yeah <laughs> but, that was most, but, it would, but then like i remember like in year nine you started like oh. year nine was a pivotal yeah you yeah, have huge, you start having huge. conversations with the opposite sex in class and yeah, stuff like yeah, that because that's just yeah, what definitely. you do yes. yeah um and that was also the time where i started not doing as much uh school work <laughs> excellent <laughs> I think that's that's a that's a t- year nine is also a tipping point there. Yeah, but the problem for, for me people. was even in high school was I would I did all the work at the start and towards the end I got really really annoyed at school at like actually doing school work. Right, I mean this is only on reflection, but and do, do you mean at the start of each year or <coughs> so you start no of high year school? seven and eight I worked really hard. Yep, um, basically because that's what I was doing year six and I knew that's probably what my parents wanted me to do. Yep, but also. I'm, we've talked about before how I'm quite, um, oh, I can't even think of the word, extroverted. Mm. And I get my energy from talking to people yes, and spending time with people. And then I'm like, also talking to girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> like all those things combined. I was yeah. like, I could just, I'm just hanging out with people and talking to them awesome. rather than doing work. And it's, it's the opposite for some of my friends who are like, they didn't do any work until you, like up until year 10 and then year 11 or 12, they yeah, started right. working yeah. where I was like, I'm done this like unless it's interesting i'm not like modern history would love it but yep. even the way english was taught it was like what is this well we just meant to memorize essays yeah it doesn't make sense to me which I, only on reflection i'm like oh that's why mm. if there's no purpose in learning this well why would you just memorize something it was boring so i spent a lot of and the only thing i ever got in trouble at school was for talking yeah right in high school anyway. Mm-hmm. I've sent out a number of times for talking and or yelling at people. <laughs> yelling. <laughs> yeah. I had two friends, two friends especially. Excited yelling or angry yelling? One it's like it was, was definitely from, animated yelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one was from an Egyptian family, one was from a Lebanese mm-hmm. family and mm-hmm. we would yell each, at each other. Like awesome. just 
<laughs> probably things I shouldn't say on the podcast. Yeah, yeah fair. But yeah, also, yeah. And, and the thing is, even in um, the only things I got detentions for in primary school was for swearing. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> tut, tut. Sure. <laughs> only because you like, you like, I didn't did you know mention that. that at your Catholic baptism? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that, that was before. I reckon that's before I got in trouble for. Oh, that was swear. your rebellion. Mm. I don't know if it was my rebellion. I don't think I was particularly rebellious. I didn't feel like I needed to be rebellious. But, um, yeah, that was the thing. I, I mean, swearing was just... Yeah. I mean, that's high school as well. Yeah, it is. It was just... There was a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, started going to Rev. Mm. Back to this, sorry. Started going to Rev and just... I think it was a gradual thing, but... Uh, being loved by someone who I didn't know very well mm-hmm. or looked after by someone I didn't know very well, I think it was like, why does this person or these people keep doing this? So, Are you referencing the leaders? Yeah, leaders first and then friends afterwards. Mm, okay. So it was a thing of like, but I always think, uh, and we, we talked about this on, uh, no, it was Brad and I on Eli's episode, of mm. we wanted, I wanted deeper relationships with even with my friends mm. and it seemed to be quite surface level and I always liked having even a best friend. Yeah. Because it was just like, I think because I was an extroverted person, but also like I, I can, I really like having deep, long, meaningful conversations with people. Yeah. And I wanted that, but I don't think other people maybe had the desire to. Or mm. So as we got older in school, uh, I started kind of enjoying going to youth group a lot because I, uh, my leaders were really working hard to be friends with me. Uh, shout out to Jai. Chris Stevens and Jimmy, what's his last name? Archer. Archer. Sorry, thank you. I'm really blanking on names. Mm. Jimmy Archer, they just spent so much time investing in us and really set the tone for how uh, I wanted to do ministry and also like that. I was like, oh, these people actually want to have that deeper relationship Mm -hmm. that I was looking for. And then at the same time, a, lot, a big group of my friends, we were all going to youth group for a long time. And then we st- when we kind of graduated to Solis, which was year 11 or 12 and older at Guymer Anglican, they started to go out partying and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was lo- I've, like, even at that point, I was trying, I was looking for a deeper relationship. And then they started with moving further away from me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell, what, what the hell is going on here? Like, I, I thought we get older, we might get better at this, but it actually went the other way. And, um, uh, that void was filled by my friends at church. Mm. And one of them is sitting at the table because <laughs> just like the, it was like we went to a week away. It was at the end of year 12. <laughs> oh, no, so in the middle of year 12, week away, 2004. And like I was getting – like I was super anxious as well. But like going to the HSC and then like this group that were older than me were just being like – Hey Joel, you're great. <laughs> like, like as in a, a ba- in a basic, in a basic way of saying it, like it was like, oh, this group just accepts me for who I am. Mm. You don't have to pretend like at school. Yeah, school was always like, oh, we have to do this, and like you have to fit in, and you have mm. to like not be cool, but you're like you don't want to be exposed, and like I just hated that. Like it's almost like a political thing. It's like I hated that. I just wanted to be friends with people. Mm. So when I went to going to church and doing that was really really cool um so i think to actually answer the question Mm. i think i became a christian at the end of year nine around that time but i don't think i made a real commitment until that week away because that was when i did it even so you're year 12 year 12 it was mid-year uh yeah 
would have been July, wouldn't mm. it? Um, and so uh, in the Bible studies that Matt Redman he was, like, was running, well, I was, he was running the Bible studies for my year group. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this just makes sense now. And, and coupled with the thing we're talking about with the friends, like really caring about us, mm. was that was that was it really. Yeah, it's really cool. And then I mean, I think it took a while for me to grow after that. But then, like, yeah, it's it was like oh, I'm going to church. Yeah, yeah. And it also helped that my girlfriend at the time, who is now <laughs> my wife, uh, was a Christian as well. She and her and her friends invited us to go to youth group in the beginning. So, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it was cool. I'm just. Oh, it's a tough job, huh? No, I'm just. Re- <laughs> <laughs> it's so quick to be saying. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I was just, I was just reflecting on um, how so many things happen in life, obviously, mm. but yet that year that you came to Week Away is a memory that my brain has held on to. Like, mm, that's cool. Yeah, like I very clearly remember. Was it, was it just for a day? Did you just come up for the we day? We came for a shorter amount of or time. a shorter amount of time. Because Maybe that, we just spent that day together. Oh, no, it was longer than that. But week away was, um, it wasn't uh, Friday to Wednesday at that time. I think it was. It was Monday to Friday. Monday to Sunday or something. It was, because it was seven days for a while. Yeah, was I that think it was, it was seven days? It was maybe Sunday to Sunday or something because. Um, it was at Morissette. Michael. Yeah, well, that, I think Greaves, that was seven. Greaves and I, who went to school as well, yeah. we left early to go and play football, football. for our football oh, yeah, team. Right. On a Sunday. Yeah. But we were there for a long time. So mm. before that. And we all got mohawks before leaving too. <laughs> yes, that's probably why it. <laughs> Is a strong memory in my mind. As an important <laughs> detail that would really stick. <laughs> That's dreadful. So you're all rocking up and playing soccer with mohawks. Yeah. That's awesome. And like oddly, like everyone had random length hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, they weren't they good were ones. odd mohawks. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Mm. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, I remember I kind of got in trouble for getting one, which is, in the end, it was it was all resolved later. But yeah. It was just, yeah. yeah. But that was a bit of... I think it was a bit of my parents getting used to me... <laughs> Spreading my wings. Well, that's what I was <laughs> going to ask because you quite clearly said just then, I'm going to church. Mm. Like that was a decision that you made. Yeah. Did you get much pushback from family? Uh, not. I don't, I don't think overly. Um, I think it was more my parents didn't – it was foreign to them. So they didn't understand like, oh, this day and age, why would, why would someone want to go to church so much? Yeah. Um, and because we used to go to church a lot. A lot, yeah, like quite regularly. What, what, is, what is a lot? Many mean? times. So I went to s- a week. Yeah, and so I went to. Sorry, to answer your question, mm. but like Ethan's question. Sorry, Amanda. Yeah, was I went to Solis originally, mm-hmm. and then which was on a going, Saturday night. Yes, it was on a Saturday night, and we'd hang out to all hours. Mm-hmm. And then there was, then we also went to church on a Sunday, which is at seven o'clock on a Sunday. Seven o'clock was that right? Yep. It feels late now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We feel so old. No, just starting a service at seven seven feels late. Yeah, Yeah. that's why the homogeneous unit principle exists. Wow! Fire! (laughs) (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then, but then, as we, I mean, I wasn't a leader then. But we also like church would finish at quarter past eight, eight thirty, and we go hang out somewhere else, and then we would go and we go to Cronulla, yeah, yeah, do all that kind of stuff. So that was that was the other thing. Like I'm so extroverted. And people wanting to spend time with me mm. and me just wanting to sp- spend more time with people and get deeper relationships. Like that just, for me, it just works. 
Yeah. Like it just made so much sense to me. I'm like, oh, and then of course, the reason is because they all love Jesus. Mm. So I don't want to be like the people, like people's love for me is the reason I became a Christian because Jesus was working through those mm. people. Mm. Oh, yeah. But it's th- it's the number one factor that yeah. I decided like this is it. Mm. Yeah. That's no, really cool. So what was it what was it like? I think I think you've kind of answered it, but what was it like being a non Christian in a youth group? Like what was what was that experience like? How um, long yeah, how yeah. How long were you going before you had a different way of responding to God? I don't know. <laughs> well yeah, because you're like I became a Christian but I didn't really become a yeah, Christian. That was like the end so that was the end yeah. of your nine. Yeah, I remember uh when I became a Christian, I was that was when I started to read my Bible. Okay, because the guys at Rev had given me a Bible. Mm-hmm. It was always the same Bibles that they were holding, that hardback one. But they always wrote a message in it, and sadly, I've lost that now. I don't know where it is, but that's a shame. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I remember, I remember reading. I'm like, maybe I remember being in bed and maybe like, oh, maybe I should uh, have a look at the Bible. And I know remember that happened a few times and then I was like, it, it still wasn't super clear, but it was like, there's, again, there's something in this. Yeah. And then I remember Michael asking me and also my fr- uh, other close friend at the time, Jared, mm. it's like, I think they asked each other if they're Christians. And then they said, oh, are you a Christian, Joel? I'm like, I think so. Mm. <laughs> that's, I remember the, the clear, the, that's the clearest memory I have of that. But then it was like, just keep, I never stopped going to youth group, like, Occasionally I would like, oh, I'm just going to do some schoolwork or something, which I never did. But like that was, it just gradually became like, this is what I do every week is go mm-hmm. to youth group. Yeah. And then I can't remember how the week away thing happened. It was like, my leader's inviting me and then, oh, Karen was going. So like, mm-hmm. she was like, I'm going. I'm like, okay, well, I may as well go. Mm-hmm. And that coincided again with a lot of our friends going, we don't, basically not saying we don't want to be friends with you, but we're not doing this with you anymore. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This being all of church stuff? Uh, Solis. Going to Solis. Yeah, sure. Because I remember very clearly this, it was a very clear shift because um, they started going to parties and were like, ah, uh, like I went to a couple of parties. I'm like, this is just, this is just the, the total antithesis of how I feel about things anyway. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I, I don't like drinking that much. And that was back then and even now. And they were like drinking alcohol that just tasted disgusting. <laughs> and that like, even that, I mean, and I knew like my dad had, had a, not my dad, but his dad had a history with alcohol abuse. Right. So he, dad especially had really, I think, been like, I'm not drinking that much. Mm. I remember that when one time my dad had a bit of a rough night because he was at a wake of a really close friend. Like mm. he, he had just had drunk. And I remember me and my sister being like, <gasps> like basically what's wrong with that? Mm. <laughs> so that, I think that played out a little bit with that too. Just being like, I just, how cold just doesn't, there's no appeal to me. Mm. So, and then it was all just like, they're all just getting extremely messy. I'm like this all just pretending they're friends when they're not really friends. Mm. And so that was where, like, party scene, I'm like, oh, it's nothing interesting for me. And what was and then so, yeah, my friends started, like, a lot of our friends started doing that and going. And the, a, one of, uh, a dad of one of the guys in the group basically said, where are those people? It was So it was me, Karen, 
Michael and um, Heather, okay. who's a friend of a friend of Karen's. Where are they? Because mm. we'd often go to their house, and oh, yeah. his dad would encourage drinking and all that kind of stuff. And they said, "Oh, they're at Solis." Mm. He's like, "What's that?" Blah blah. blah. And he's like, "Oh, well, you want a bunch of squares?" And they turned it was, it was something like that, and they turned it into a whole thing at school. It was like you're just squares. Till parents started that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And at one point they put uh, on my, the back of my car, they got a piece of paper, drew a square and then did like, you know, like the no smoking sign through it and stuck <laughs> it on my car. And, and I came home, like I came out for a size and I was like, what the hell is this? Mm. But that's when, that was the night it started. Yeah, right. So they're like, it was like, you look back on it now and it's like, where, why weren't you here? What, like you should be with us mm. and look at you doing something different. Yeah. And will slap this on your car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that upset about it. No, no, until they, they, oh, they, they were, were. Yeah, I think they were upset about that we'd made a different choice. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that continued to happen throughout the rest of year 12. Then you add on a week away mm. and I was becoming even more, uh, what's the right word, like aligned or more like pursuing that, mm. that it was like those friendships started to kind of separate a bit more. Did that, did that, as that was, you're talking about that kind of taking a little while to happen, did that come to a climax at any point where you were like with those people or with those friends? Or? Not, uh, not necessarily. I think it was just the, the continual choices of not doing the thing that they want us to do. Actually, uh, now that you asked me that, uh, a few weeks ago, Michael preached a sermon um, about our choices that we made to go to not go to solely schoolies, but go to um, where, where the rest of our school friends were going. Mm. And I think one of the reasons that Michael and I did say, yes, we'll go, because they were basically saying, oh, you're not really our friends if you don't come, mm. was like, oh, we actually do want these relationships too. And I think that's one of the reasons we said we'd go. Yeah. <coughs> it was on the same time as the solely schoolies, mm. basically, or kind of overlapped. Mm. But I think for me... That was like I'm done, yeah. Like, and it doesn't mean there wasn't like it was a gradual just growing away. Like I was still I was still spend time with them mm. outside of school as we got older, but that was the I think that was the moment from being like oh, I just don't want to do this. Mm. It's like there's nothing. I think I had, as in that way of life. Yeah, or what my or what my friends were what yeah. our friends were doing. It was like I just don't yeah. like this, and I, but I'd always been like that. I'd always been like there's just something missing here. Mm. Like I said, like when I was younger, there's yeah. something missing here. And again, like I said, like being a Christian was the answer to that mm. rather than oh, I'll keep pursuing these other things. And they, they all just ended up being empty. I mean, it sounds like I was really cognizant of that when I was in year 12. I wasn't. But that was at the end. That's where it – and again, my, my girlfriend was a Christian. She was going to mm. – and I was a Christian. So I was like – and there's we go there and there's all these people that really look after me. Like <laughs> I don't – actually want to be there with either way you. yeah like, with, with the other friends i'm like oh i just don't have any of this mm. that was the like i said it's the love of other people that really said this is where you need to be mm. yeah. yeah yeah very cool <coughs> i'm like you've mentioned a couple of times karen yeah. and that mm. you guys were dating in the early days um in may of year 12 we started going up oh well, that's what i was gonna ask were you dating were you dating when you first went along? No. No. But I'd liked her since the time she asked us to go to youth group. So three years. Yeah, wow. How 
how close were you at school? Well, we became... Uh, like prior to that invitation. <coughs> um, our two friendship groups kind of melded together. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly the reasons why that happened. Um, Could it have been one of those, like, we had exactly the same thing happen in year nine because mm. one guy started dating one of the girls in their group? I don't think it's. I don't think anyone in that group started dating anyone that early. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think back. It might have even been the invite to rep. Yeah. Okay. Um, because there was also chip lunch. The other thing I didn't say there was chip lunch at school. Mm. Mm. Oh, chip lunch. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the other version of chip lunch was where <laughs> the leaders like bring chips and um, hang out with uh, the kids at school and talk about and basically have talks. And you, you totally free to go there if you want to, but there was this. Uh, even at Gaimir, there was this thing of like, for some reason they'd built this amphitheater. Mm. There was a big uh, Gaimir. I don't know if you, Gaimir Tech, which is where I went, is it's a giant school. There is yeah. a huge amount of land behind it. Okay. There's like an oval plus tennis courts and cricket nets and more grass, and then there is a gigantic oval over on the left that no one was even allowed to go on. Mm. It was a huge amount of space, and even in between that and kind of where the buildings were. There was this hill that went up like this and they built a natural, like an amphitheater into it as part of a construction project. So that's where Chip Lunch wasn't happening then, but that's where Chip Lunch eventually like migrated to because whoever was doing the talk would stand down at the bottom and everyone would sit up on the amphitheater, oh, yeah. amphitheater yeah. levels. There was three of them. Um, I'm not sure why I was saying that, but... Oh, that's the other thing. There was an option on Tuesdays. There was an optional scripture lesson. They push scripture to Tuesday afternoons, so everyone would finish at like around two fifteen, mm. and then everyone would go home. Yeah, but, but you if had, you wanted to stay, if you wanted to stay, to you go would. To scripture. Yeah, so this is probably where it happened. I think that there was. Um, I originally, I originally remember that my parents like, "Do you want to go?" This I'm like, "No." So they signed the form saying, you know, so they had every every parent had to sign a form saying they were going to opt out of scripture mm -hmm. and go home. I did that and I used to do it. But then however those friendship groups were melding was also like they were all the girls were at the scripture. Oh, right. Or most of them were. So it like um, I think it was Karen, her friend Rebecca and Heather and Ashton. <coughs> I don't know if I should be naming those people. <laughs> They've been named it. now. But there was like, the was like girls are like inviting girls are like inviting you to stuff. Address like, and Dave Burst as well. I can only do one of those, probably Karen's. Um <laughs> But that's the, like, girls are inviting you to stuff. Mm. You're just going. Yeah. Like, was so, it Karen specifically that invited you? Uh, no, I don't think, I think they were all just like, you should just come. Group, yeah, group you should group. come. Um, so, yeah. And I think it just, yeah, I, I mean, it's so long ago. I'm trying to remember, but I was just like, yeah, I had eyes for Karen for a very long time. <laughs> was she a Christian before you? Yes. Do you think that played a part in your interest um maybe not at first i'm thinking that like we i think we originally like there's just like all these m things melding toward like we would see each other at chip lunch and we'd like as as a mate like a group of mates in their group and then see each other and then they'd invite us to scripture and they're like you should come to like along with the leaders like you should come to youth group and like oh okay and i remember i took a longer time to go to youth group than any of my other mates they all went mm. and then i'm like because mm -hmm. i lived all my friends, the majority of my friends lived in Bangor and I lived in Baranir. Mm. Oh, so wow. <laughs> it was always like, oh, would I have to go to Kirui? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents have to take me there and all that kind of yeah. thing. Eventually they did. 
Um, and I remember my parents being like, hmm. And like, I think they checked with some of my other friends' parents, like, oh, yeah, they go and it's okay. So they're like, all right. Is this legit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, dad was always like, what are you doing at the cult today? <laughs> is there any. Oh, it's like, I feel get, like he was get, still getting mohawks. <laughs> it sounds like I, I think, it sounds like I give my dad a hard time. I love no, him heaps. Love him. But he, um, it's, yeah. I mean, I talk like that <laughs> about not about church, but other things. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but he would always like what I when when I you started going to church on Sundays, it'd be like, "What are you sacrificing a goat today?" Or something? <laughs> <laughs> like as Joel you walk out the door, kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand you so much better now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I can't remember. The, oh, the question is about Karen. It's like I don't know. It's just like girls are inviting stuff, and it was just. Out of all the girls, I was drawn to her more than anyone else. Hmm. Had you been, had you decided to follow Jesus before you started dating? Oh, yes. I th- oh, again, because it, like, it was kind of like kind of a Christian um, from year 10 to year 12. But uh, then, yeah. I, yeah. But I was yeah, also it was kind like, of yeah. there. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of there. I think she was an influence on it because yep. she kept going. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing that we often talk about at church is like just keep going, yeah. Rather than, and I think I think that it was interesting to me. Mm. It's like, why do you keep going to that? Mm. And you keep inviting me to do it. Mm. And then we're going, we're all going together as a friendship group. And then when those friends were like, "Oh, we're not going to hang out with you," it became a much closer group of just the four of us, mm. me, Michael, Karen, and Heather. And then it kind of just, I think it just eventuated from there mm. <laughs> why are you asking that anyway is it because you're trying to see what was the influence of me wanting to date karen as a christian or i think it's just information that i either don't remember or didn't mm. know or it's interesting and it's interesting i don't know Interesting how relationships... Was it, a, was it a flirt to convert situation? It was. No, uh, sorry, uh, that degree, wasn't what I was angling at at all. No, it's more right. just interesting how relationships mm. have such a big mm. role in our lives. Well, you also mm. wonder like what is yeah, God's role in that, Yeah. right? Because, again, I was because always Because obviously about you've stayed together yes. <laughs> for quite a while now. Yep. Th- uh, 13 years. Yeah, wow. Very exciting. We've been it's married cool. for 13 years, sorry. Are um, you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. We've been married for thirteen years, like but we were going out. <laughs> we were going out five years before th- for yeah. five years before that. So we've been together eighteen years. I think that's right. That's crazy. Yeah, two thousand four. Mm. I got married in two thousand ten. Yeah. Early yeah. two thousand ten. So Jan- January. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost nineteen years. Mm. Mm. Intense. It's pretty significant. It's, yeah, it's huge. It's really cool. Mm. It is when you think about it, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been 13 years. Particularly when it starts with a group of girls turning around and asking to do a youth group. That's right? what like, I mean. Yeah, like, it's exactly. really, it's really yeah. cool. Again, God working. Like the, God the knew whole, that was going to happen. But the whole mm. reason I became a Christian, I mean, I, the other, I mean I'm, so, I'm so talking about high school for so long, sorry. But like I, going to Gaimir was weird for where I lived mm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Like as if God's Gaimir hand. High. exactly. Yeah, as, yeah. If Gaimir, as if God's hand wasn't in that either. Mm. As if God's hand wasn't on that as well, not yes. either. Um, and I mean, the other thing was, I remember a shout out to Fiona, Fee Francesconi, who was doing scripture lessons with us from year, year seven and year eight. Mm. And so there's the other link, is that like from year nine, you could opt out of scripture 
And she said, oh, we do do scripture on a Tuesday afternoon. So there's all that too. Mm. So my first interaction with the gospel, which is, I haven't talked about this, was fee. Mm. Was fee in year seven and year, seven and year eight. Mm. And she is a massive imp- yep. part of my life. Mm. And also, like, if anyone doesn't know, we're trying to get her on the podcast, but she's an incredible servant for Jesus. Yeah. A Absolute weapon. Probably mentioned in majority of these podcasts. Yeah, she's, she's in there quite a lot. Yeah, because she did so much scripture. Work she influenced scripture. lots of lives. Yeah. She has. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Mm. Well, that then leads, you say you've been talking about school for a while, and I think, mm. I think it's been really important to talk about it as much as we have because it was that that is where it all happened right Mm. Uh, those those early days but um but yeah you've had a little while since to to continue growing as as a christian and uh, and continuing on with uh church and 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 work and life and and so what does what does that look like what what happened next after high school for you yeah it's been 19 years since high school so (laughs) what happened next (laughs) (laughs) um so there's a couple of things, I suppose. It was that uh, I didn't do as well in the HSCs as I wanted to, um, but that was also because I didn't study very well in terms of like actual techniques. Um, I, I, through all of high school, I have quite a good memory, and I had relied on that for a lot because I would just like remember facts and figures or remember this or remember that, and I could just do it. Um, and that's the other, I think the other reason I started not concentrating in school as much was because like, oh, my traditional methods that I've gone through all of my school life are now being challenged, but not really identified by teachers, I think. So I can, so like the only way I learn about stuff now is if I'm interested. If I'm interested, I'll deep dive on stuff and I'll remember, I'll be able to remember heaps of stuff about it. Um, so... That's, and I think once I got to year 12, and that's funny because I said, why do we memorise this? By that time, I'm like, this is boring. Mm. It's, there's nothing interesting about it. And that's and like I said, that's why I really enjoyed modern history. Um, I should say in my year nine history, half year I got 50 out of 50. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell, the, I actually want to tell this story. So with my, I was with my friend Jared. I got in trouble for talking and he moved both of us up the front to sit next to each other up the front. And he's like, what? you guys are going to not do well. And I got 50 out of 15. He got 49 out of 50 on the exam. <laughs> it was like, take that, Mr. I won't say his name. But teacher. Take that, Mr. Teacher. Um, Show the man. But that was because of hard. He would have been like, it's because I moved you at the front. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, he would have been very stoked with himself. He's like, oh, yeah, right. I've, I've done They've it correctly. Been They've been yeah. listening. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't get the UAI that I, I wanted, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And I remember looking through that huge book oh, yeah. with all the courses in it. Mm-hmm. This is before the internet. This yeah. is pre-internet. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> really. I mean, the first books. time I used the internet was in year five. I remember that. But it was like you would... The internet wasn't doing everything. It like wasn't it is doing now. everything, no. Uh, so I remember looking through the book and I'm like... I remember saying to mum, like, I don't know if there's anything I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. Because I know that my parents wanted me to go to uni. In hindsight, probably wasn't the best idea for me to go to uni, which is okay. But I did actually defer a year. And I originally had a plan to go overseas once I finished high school um and our our leaders i was gonna we karen and i were gonna go overseas um and oh, see this is the other thing like around that time uh i think karen and i both were like i'm oh, not sure about church again which is really interesting 
Um, I don't know why that was. I think it might have been just like, or maybe a bit bereft of like, what do we do with our lives now that church, uh, school's finished? Mm. Um, but I deferred for a year. So did Karen. Yeah, Karen did as well. And we were going to work and then go overseas. Mm-hmm. So I was working, uh, I worked at a, uh, a Audi dealer, like a car dealer. Awesome. Um, basically washing cars. <laughs> Not Aldi. No, everyone thinks I worked at Aldi, the supermarket. <laughs> Every time I said Aldi, I'm like, oh, the supermarket. No, car dealer. Uh, better than... <laughs> and, they, and they say it in that tone as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oofed. <laughs> oh, the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, there was, it was much more prestigious, wasn't it, Joel? Aldi. Well, as someone that's inter- interested in cars... <laughs> Mm. And motor racing and things like that. Yes, it was, it was a big uh, deal. Is it, well, it wasn't a big deal. It was like I could big, do this. Big I, deal I, I remember apply, it was in the leader. I oh. applied for it in the leader. Oh, I thought you getting the job got in the leader. I actually <laughs> no, but, no, no. Having said that, I was in the leader. Okay. Young Baronier man <laughs> snags job at local Audi, Audi deal. But I He's actually was. Cars. But the funny thing is, I, at that job, I was on the front page of the leader, washing a car because of water restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're like, Joel has to wash the car once a week because of water restrictions. Like, because they would have a car. What? They had a whole lot of Audis, but yeah. water restrictions came in that time. I can't remember why. Yeah. It was a drought, drought. obviously. Yeah. And, the dam uh, was empty. Yes, I think that's right. And um, I could only, like, there was rows of cars and mm. I could only wash a car, a row of car every day because that was the Because of the restrictions. restrictions. Yeah, right. And thank goodness they stopped me doing that because it was just like, so I would do that, but then I'd also um, wash all the service cars. So when you get your car serviced at that dealer, it would be finished and I'd go wash it. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about that job was I would, uh, they got all the press cars. So all the cars that they would give out to motoring journalists mm-hmm. to review, I'd get to drive them and wash them and take them back to the awesome. dealer at... Um, no, so the head office is originally at Botany. Mm-hmm. And they've moved it into, uh, you might see that big Audi dealer on the oh, way yeah. to the, into, the, uh, into the city. That's where they moved the head office to. But before that, it was in Botany. So I would drive from Arncliffe, which is where my, the dealer was, and I'd be able to drive them back and forward between, oh, job, go pick up a car. So I'm picking up like some really nice cars, mm-hmm. um, also some ones that were tr- quite fast, um, which I <laughs> enjoyed. The best part of that job was I could drive, like, they're like, you need to take this car to um, the Northern Beaches, see you in three hours. So I just, I'd have to drive this car to the Northern Beaches. And the thing, it made, it made me learn the city heaps well because mm, the GPS cool. wasn't that good at the time. Yeah, right. The other thing, though, I'm sitting on, I would like sit, <laughs> on your, on your sit, with a, a sit with a street directory <laughs> on my lap. Feels that like we're digressing slightly. Well, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah, I am. Sorry. I sit with the street directory on my lap, Keep like me driving. Me not. Yeah, it's going to be host. A, it's your fault. This is going to be a long one. Is this a segue into something? I don't know. I was just talking about the job. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so anyway, I was yeah, I was working there, and I was also and working you were disgruntled. My other you were disgruntled. Well, well, I was working six days a week because I was working another job uh, at Miranda when Easy DVD was there. Doing DVDs. that was my casual job, kind of at the end of high school. Yeah. And yes, so I was saving up to move overseas. So was Karen. Karen was working five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember when, but our church leaders actually pulled us aside and said, hey, we don't think it's a great idea that you go overseas together on your own. In hindsight, I think it was a very good thing to say. Mm. Um, 
at the time, I was maybe a little bit frustrated, but they'd built up so much of a trust with me that I'm like, I know that they're coming from a really mm. place to consider, to consider me. I think yeah. Karen was more upset than me um, for various reasons that are probably not worth getting into. But um, yeah, so that really I just ended up working until September and then I actually went on a white Christmas trip for six weeks with my family at the end of that year. Unreal. And Karen came. And Karen went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Karen yeah. came. So. The, can I just talk about the, f- the friendship angle for a second? Like, you know how I said how important Amanda and some other friends were mm. to me. The day of the Cronulla riots, they all came out to say goodbye. That's the day we left. Mm-hmm. And we all came out to say, they all, like 10 of them, <laughs> came out to the airport to say goodbye. How long were you going for? Six weeks. <laughs> a okay. long time. That is a long time. In the scheme of things. Well, it was like the Christmas school yeah, it was holidays. School holidays break, right? Yeah. But the funny thing is I was having a discussion with someone at work about a year ago and I don't know how we got onto it, um, but it was like talked. I told them that story because it wasn't just when we left. It was when we arrived, came home too. They all came and said, came, yeah, came and got but you. the funny thing is they missed us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But then you all came back to my place. I don't know if you remember. You all came back to my place. We all sat in the That's downstairs so rumpus room. have spent... <coughs> Lots of time. An together. inordinate amount of time <laughs> together. Yes. Uh, All of us did. Yes. All the time. All the time. And uh, that was being very formative for me. But it, yeah, mm-hmm. that, and I was talking to someone at work and they're like, I wouldn't do that for you. Like the per- mm-hmm. like people at work were like, none of my friends would do that for me. But they were like offended. They were like, yeah. who does that? Yeah. Like we're the weirdos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're such, so weird. I didn't even have 10 friends. Like that's what it was like. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're obviously jealous <laughs> because, yeah. well, yeah, like it's awesome to see, right? But it's exactly what I was talking about. Like who else shows that level of care and love? And I was like, I remember being like, this is normal though, mm. because you wouldn't like, you weren't just, they wouldn't just do it for us. They were doing it for lots of people. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Could I? Can't, I can't I talk about I talk about church for a moment <laughs> yeah. and not about Joel for a moment. Just because, just to just to take it. No, no, no. Just to. Well, no, I mean, I meant it in a in a way, apologetic way, actually. Yeah. Of, I really want to talk about you because that's what's really important. But also, I want to take a moment to get on my hobby horse, high horse, whatever it's Your called. Hobby horse. High horse. <laughs> no hobby horse. Is it? is it? Is it the same thing? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, in that in that I've been having a lot of conversations recently about people getting involved in ministry and getting involved in church and how they're feeling at church and uh, and, and stuff like that, particularly post COVID, uh, there was a lot of detachment and stuff. Mm. And, uh, and and people have been talking to me about different relationships and, and different stuff like that. And uh, each time I keep coming back to that idea of, in these discussions I'm having with people, I keep coming back to that idea of just spend time yeah. with us, like, with with the people you are wanting to hang out, be friends with. Because the more time you spend with someone, the more likely you are to rock up to the airport because you want to keep hanging out with them. Yep. Mm. And it's such a beautiful expression of like like we are we are friends because we love Jesus. Yep. And Jesus tells us to love one another. So we're gonna love one another. And what do you do when you love people? You spend time with them. <laughs> yep. And so of course you're gonna prioritize hanging out with one another. Mm. And so when you say something along the lines of, oh, I've, we have spent an exorbitant amount of time together, that is actually a beautiful thing. 
and a really natural on-flow effect of being friends mm. because you're friends with Jesus. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, we, we, we're being friends like Christians because we're spending time with each other. And uh, if you're listening to this and, and um, are wondering about how uh, to become more ingrained in solis or or become better mates with people you're hanging out with on a on a Saturday night or a Sunday or a Friday or whatever, the the answer is that it's actually just more time. Put the time in, mm. and that that often has to be a. A, a, a two-sided we can't build a bridge from one side mm. uh, but but if you're if you're going let's hang out like you'll hang out yeah, I mean, it's, like it's what beautiful men, men were saying we would not that summer holidays i was talking about that summer that when we were summer holidays or uni holidays or even in uni mm. we would like be hanging out at a pool at someone's pool or yep. going somewhere or like we even went on holidays together but we just like did all this stuff mm-hmm. together and it was, it was actually like, like I said, I don't think I should have gone to uni, but the, going to uni allowed that, that to happen. To happen, mm. yeah. Which again, I think is like God's hand on the situation. Yeah, it's huge. Career-wise, I don't think I should have gone to uni. I should have just kept working, yep. just for me my, personally. Yeah, right. But for the my, like Christian formation, mm. Mm. to be hanging out with Christians all the time who are loving each other, like... I remember we used to get each other presents. Like there was just all this stuff that would be like, and we knew each other really well. Yeah, that was the other thing. Yeah, and we ta- and I'd like on the most part we were still young, but I think for the most part we still tr- really tried to take care of each other. Mm. And then again, that was what I was looking for. Yeah. So it was like, like there's no downside to it. Mm. That's that's the thing I was. I think that where I was at. Yeah, and I think that's it's all coming from, like you're not hanging out at people's pools all the time because you're friends from school or whatever. It's like we have spent time at church on a Saturday mm. or, or at Solis on a Saturday and stayed up really late together and mm. been hanging yeah. out yeah. so consistently yeah. that when someone says, let's all go to someone's pool during the holidays, it's like, oh, of course, yeah. because of that. You're not, you're not friends on Saturday because you're all hanging out during the week. And that's a really beautiful thing. You're mm. friends on Saturday. You're friends during the week because of how good friends you are mm. on Saturday. It all kind of flows into one another. Sorry, I will now get off my horse. No, no, right. no I was just thinking like because at Solis mm. you would hang out for hours and hours and hours, of yeah. which was wonderful. Yeah. I think that probably did influence that That's we really felt very comfortable yeah. hanging out for hours and hours and hours. There was no like, oh, I'll come over lunch and then mm. see you later. I've got other things to do. It was like. And it was detrimental to getting uni work and stuff. Oh, yeah, because we would stay all day and then eventually the parents would come home and be like, so you guys staying for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and so then we'd have dinner and we'd stay literally. It's like, like, yeah, of course we're yeah. staying for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And which, is, which was kind of a good thing because mm. then all the parents, we had some, you know, we were still teenagers, but yeah, we had well. some form of relationship but with we had families. Relation, we had a relationship with the family. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. sorry, I'm, you, I'm repeating what you're saying, man. No, but we, I remember like... Yeah. And siblings and yeah. who we otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. And again, I suppose that like hanging out so much, they're like, why are they hanging out so much? <laughs> because the, the the accepted thing at the time was to just you just go to clubs. Mm. You just go out drinking every Friday and Saturday night. Mm. And I, I didn't do that. Like, I'm not trying to boast or anything, but we didn't because no. I didn't feel like I needed to because mm. I was like, we'll just keep hanging out on Saturday nights at Solis. 
and some of the guys I remember I texted you about this I was hanging out with a couple of guys like Michael because we hadn't started leading yet mm. all the rest of the group were leading <laughs> so we were like what do we do on Friday nights? Because <laughs> <laughs> we weren't going out, yeah, like yeah, going yeah. out somewhere. So we we're like, Michael and I would hang out a lot on Friday nights. Mm. And then I think it really was like, we really should just start leading, shouldn't we? <laughs> because the idea was, <laughs> I don't know. We yeah. literally just talked about Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't, it prior, wasn't like prior, that. Yeah. But it, it was also. It wasn't because you were bored. My, I don't <laughs> think my parents wanted me, because you would become leaders towards the end of year 12. And that's right at HSC time, and yep. my parents didn't want me to do that. So oh, there was yes. a, it was kind yes, of yes, that, yes, yes. that little balance between those things. I don't think I started leading youth for another two years. But yeah, it wasn't because you were bored. It was because all your friends were there. Yeah. Like that was, and that was <laughs> how they were all doing their friendship. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, yeah, I want to be a part of yeah. my friendship with everyone. Yeah. Not because not I've got nothing else to do on a Friday, mm. but it's like, oh, actually. But I would, I was, I don't think I was mature enough to lead youth straight out of high school either. Fair. I think it was better that I went later into me and, and I mean, we can talk about that now, but like leading with um, Pete Waddington and your brother and Michael and Jared is like, we have so many memories from that time. Like it was just so cool. It was, and any, any standouts for the pod? I think, so there's a couple of things. One, probably one that's good and one that's bad. One was that I think all of our boys were from non-Christian family except one, which was really cool. And then uh, the guy who was from a Christian family, he kind of stopped coming. But we had like this eclectic bunch of boys who weren't really friends at school, but they came, they all came on a Saturday, uh, Friday night. Um, and that was really cool. And I just remember going to revive camp and like forming even closer relationship with the boys just as the leaders had for me what was revive camp revive camp sorry was uh year nine and year, uh, rev camp year nine and year ten mm-hmm. we'd go away for the weekend uh usually to a particular campsite um and have talks and stuff like that but um i'm not going to name it because <laughs> it upsets people uh no, no, no i don't i don't like upsetting people really you don't know if you knew that um and then the bad one was that we were leading that and then when they were in there f- towards the end of year 11 or year 12, I can't remember exactly, that was when uh, a lot of us decided to, move to leave Gaimi Anglican. And um, that was the, one of the hardest things I've ever done, to tell the boys that we weren't going to be at Gaimi for uh, probably for year 12. I can't remember. Um, but none of them are Christians. So that's the hard thing that I think had some impact on it and of mm. course god's in control of that but um yeah i really regret that we had to do that we had it was a big choice but i felt that i couldn't i wouldn't be able to lead in that scenario mm. in that strategy of youth ministry that we'd grown up in from that i'd grown up in and then i'd led in for mm. six six years almost almost it would have been like five and a bit i suppose uh so yeah that was really tough and I still regret it. It's a big deal. Mm. And that made a, made a big impact. Lives. Yeah, and I knew, I felt like we were making a lot of impact in the boys' lives. And then to do that, I think, I think it would have hurt them. Mm. Yeah. Have you had, like, ever been in contact with any of them since? Or? No. So that's another regret is that we said, oh, we'll still do schoolies with the boys. And we didn't. Mm. And that was on us. So me and me, all of us, but it was on us particularly. 
Um, by that time, it was just me, Jared, and Pete. As Michael had, had gone to coordinate Salt, as a uh, which is the Year Seven and Eight youth group. Uh, but yeah, that was another big regret. We didn't follow up with what we said we'd actually do. So that they would have just com- compounded with them going, oh, of course they don't care about us anymore. So, yeah, there you go. That's the a good thing and a bad thing. Ten-year ten reunion, <laughs> schoolies. Maybe. Cool. I think they'd be like, why are these old guys trying to talk to us? Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, yeah. I reckon we've I talked, reckon. we've spent the whole podcast talking about the importance of relationship. Mm. You guys worked hard. I don't think that was for nothing. Mm. It was the other, like, I feel like I wasn't doing my leaders justice because I wasn't doing the same things that they'd that done they for me. Yeah. So uh, that, I think that's one of, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. a tough thing that we it had is. to do. Uh, not we had to do, we made the choice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's we had to yeah, we had mm. to make a choice. Mm. It's a hard thing to do. Mm. So <laughs> you've gone through <laughs> high school. <laughs> what? It's nothing. Yeah. It's just like I've been talking for a long time, so I apologize. You've been talking for an hour. Oh, an hour. So we haven't we've only just left high school. As someone who oh, hosts this no, podcast, we've, we've sped it, no, we've sped along. This this we've, <laughs> we've just went ten years then. Yeah. Ten years, well, yeah. Because you've moved oh, that's true. into yeah. coming, leaving Gaimir. You, you're not washing. Yep. Are you still washing cars at this point? <laughs> I don't think you're still washing cars at this yeah, point. Yeah, that time you are still washing well, cars. That's when we left Gaimir in 2012. Uh, you were no, not. sorry, no, I wasn't. Sorry. Yeah. So we've gone 2000. All right. What, we, what have we done? 2004. <laughs> no, 2003 to 2012. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, we're doing all right. Yeah. Doing all right. We're getting there. I was uni and working full time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uni working full time. Yep. Changing the world. Yep. Um. And uh, are you are you married at this point? Uh, right now, yep. No, <laughs> at at twenty twelve. Yes. No, um, let's go to twenty thirteen. I was married in two thousand ten. So we can, so we can push up the number. Karen and I got married in two thousand ten. Lovely, that's exciting. Um, um, and you've got <coughs> three lovely children now. Yep. And their names and ages. <laughs> Leo, who was born in two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. he's nine now. And then Everly was born in two thousand sixteen. She's seven. And then Remy is two and a half. So she's born in 2020. Yep. Very cool little family. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're very fun. Yep. Um, is there been anything as you have, because we got to we got to 2012, so 2014 was, is, a, is an easier skip. Is there, what have you uh, learnt in the last, from, from your kids over the last little while? Or just from having to be a parent and you're probably learning things stuff, stuff there but I thought that would be an interesting <coughs> question if your kids in particular have taught you anything one of my favourite things about being a parent is that they're, they're all different mm-hmm. and they have different parts of you and your wife's and my wife's personality mm. and you have to I think you have to parent differently for each like their individual mm-hmm. individuality and the funny thing is like I've done a personality test and that is one like uh, it's called Strength Finders and that's my number one strength is to find the things that w- like the individual traits of people and then work with them on that that's cool so <coughs> that's why i really like doing that but i think what having children teaches you is just again how selfish you are mm. and that you uh need to humble yourself and it teaches you much about yourself as well. And also, I was having a discussion with this about my sister the other day because she's had a baby. She's uh, Her daughter is five months now. 
of like you don't realize things about how you've been parented until you become a parent. Yeah, right. So like oh, I say things that my dad used to say to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, so old. <laughs> <laughs> but and then you think about like it also makes you think of the good things you had as a, as you were parented. Mm. Um, but I I think the other thing is how interesting it will be for my children to grow up in a Christian household mm. when I did not. Yeah. And neither did Karen. So that's, and I think it's really lovely that that will be the case for them. And I think in a Christian household, but also at church and how much they learn and grow and learn relationships in a godly way mm-hmm. at church. And hopefully we do that at, um, uh, at home as well. But also uh, another thing is that how God and like God forgives us through what Jesus has done on the cross, that how much, how that makes me realize how much I should be doing that with my children. So when I, I do sin against them, try to take responsibility for that as soon as possible. Um, and another thing that has taught me in life also to take responsibility. Uh, that's a big thing that like we talk about the gap in between uni and having children, having Leo, <coughs> um, sorry, Having Leo taught me to take responsibility. Mm. I wish I hadn't brought up kids. (laughs) 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 Um, Having Leo taught me to take responsibility because it wasn't just Karen, it was someone relies on me. More just you can't talk properly. Um, so yeah, that there's some things that my children have taught me. Excellent, very cool, and continue to. That's the other thing because ki- because kids just change so quickly, <laughs> and it slows down a little bit as they get like maybe from five and older, but they just they do keep you young because they challenge you. Like you need to keep adapting, mm. otherwise you aren't being the parent I need. And that really, f- that again, that fires me up because I'm like, I love, I actually really enjoy change mm. and continually working on something and, and finding progress in something. So that's the other thing that I love about being a parent is because they, like, you know, we talk about marriage as a, as a form of sanctification. Mm. Your kids are as well. Mm. And that's what's really, really cool about having the, the blessing of having children. That's yeah. really lovely. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do this every week because I have so many questions. <laughs> and I feel like we could sit and talk for hours. We can. I don't I mean I don't care. It's up to you guys. I don't know well, if the camera will I'm just mindful yeah, of true. the camera. We just yeah. go or just Just go dark. We can just go audio. But <laughs> well, yeah, that or one we can will, stop. That one will keep going. Okay. We still got a bit. That the, the close up on Joel might might fade. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it hasn't already Less faded. Nose. <laughs> No one knows what that means because we weren't <laughs> recording when I said that. What? It's okay to have inside jokes, guys. Well, I don't know if it is on a podcast. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Yeah. <laughs> particularly, when they're, particularly when they're inside jokes that we had like literally 30 seconds before we hit record. We joked Outnumbered. about focusing only on Joel's nose. <laughs> so now everyone can have a good look. I like it. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Onside profile, Adam's guys. Nose. Slow yeah. zoom. Um. I was just 
as I, I've been reflecting for a little while in the lead up to this, mm. and you've just shared now how you how kids have changed you, mm. um, and I think you know you are still very much Joel from all those years ago when we first met, but you are a very different man now. Yeah, I think so. Um, and you know, I think <coughs> I, from an outsider's perspective, think that God has had a big role in that. Mm. Um, and I was just wondering if you. Like what are your, what do you think are the main ways in which he has changed you mm. over this time? I think that's a really good question. So if, you, if the rest of your questions are that good, then... <laughs> you could take uh, his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, when I talked about Leo being born, helping me, making me take responsibility, I think that was a process prior. Mm. I think I'd been very lucky, grown up very lucky that I'd, I really, there wasn't anything that I lacked um and that was because of the hard work that especially my dad had put in mm. um <coughs> uh, you also didn't lack like beauty and i think that's something that you've always kind of acknowledged like that's always been a part of your story yeah i think yeah. so and i think i think i just lacked like a model of taking responsibility because i think my personal opinion, when you you know that there's this conversation of when, oh, when did you become a man? And some people say like when you get married or when you have children, it's when you take responsibility. Whatever age that is, I think as a man, you just need to take responsibility for your actions, for your words, everything you do. Because I think I think I think the Bible encourages us to do that. Um, I think there is a biblical mandate in that, and with that, at the same time. I had, it's funny when we talk about high school, it like it kind of locks you into quite a lot of patterns. I had, I think I developed a, uh, a, maybe a struggle with anxiety from high school onwards. Um, and I think the, the real pinnacle of that is actually when we left Guymere, <coughs> where I really struggled. Um, and not because... I was anxious about leaving Gaimir, but it was like I think I just it was a as a uh, it was a big upheaval upheaval in my life. But it was like I need to look after all these people because when I chose to leave Gaimir, I wasn't sad. A lot of people were. I wasn't because all of my time and ministry and everything was invested in soul revival. So I remember that. I'm sorry if I'm digressing a bit, but I remember that that. I was in Stu's Bible study at the time because it was a soul, I was the Solis leader at the time. So we were with Stu and Lou's at Stu and Lou's place for a community group Bible study. I remember turning up that night, or one night where they had decided to tell people they'd resigned from going here. And there was all these cars around. I'm like, these people aren't usually in our Bible study because I, I really identify people with their cars. <laughs> I see like a car. I'm like, I wonder if that's, I mean, you had a. <laughs> A highly place. identifiable car. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I do that, I do that. I'm like, I wonder if that's that person. It's not. Uh, but I'm like, why are there all these people here? And we came in, all these people in tears and stuff. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, something bad's gone down. And Stu related is like, Matt and I decided to resign. And I know in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. I just know I'm going to go do whatever they're doing. Because they're not going to stop being, stop doing ministry. Mm. Um, so, but I remember like trying to, support other people and that created for some reason like really piqued my anxiety but 
throughout that time, like I think God's like, you have to go through this to learn that you have been relying on something, your anxious, your ang- ang- anxious predis- predisposition to get through life. And from that moment, it was a process of figuring out why I was anxious and actually helping me calm down a lot, which was really, really good. So that's like when you're talking about me growing, that was a huge part of it. Um, and then the, take, yeah, the taking responsibility thing was just like, I'm responsible for everything I do. And even taking responsibility for things that may not even be my fault. I'm just going to do that. Mm. And I don't know why. And like, um, oh, actually, one of the big parts was uh, listening to Mark Driscoll sermons. Like, mm. and I know that he, you know, there's the whole thing of whatever went down at Mars Hill. But the big thing that he would say was like, men need to take responsibility. And I think I was searching for that. I was searching for the direction of like, what do I need to do? And that was when I started listening to his sermons. And that's the, like a few months later, I asked Karen to marry me because I'm like, I need to. I literally need to sort of be going out for five years and we need to sort this out. Is but it on or is it off? <laughs> well, I didn't know. So I'd, I'm like, it was never on or off. Because no, I, I like, but it, uh, it was like, you, what is my next step here? This is what I need to do. That's what I mean. Yeah. So they're the two things, I think. Taking responsibility and also God helping me to realise that he's in control. I still struggle with it. Like I still struggle with realizing God's in control with my like anxiety symptoms. I just go, oh, that's what it is. I know how to address this. It's fine. But still, not relying on myself is something that I need to keep working on because mm. I'd probably still do it too much. Mm. It's trying to rely on myself to change things because I think I'm like, oh, I know, I know what's wrong. I can change it. Mm. Uh, I can change habits pretty quickly. Things like that. So I go, well, this just needs to happen. And but the problem is often I'm doing that without God and it's not ideal. Mm. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you laughing in a way is like, oh, I knew this about you. Like no. so glad you came to this realization, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> about time. Yeah. No, no comment. <laughs> He's finally I'm figured it kidding. out. <laughs> You are right that he has grown me in many, many ways. Mm. And I think you, you know, as someone who's your friend, I've been able to witness and observe you like really taking the Bible seriously, Mm. committing to reading it Mm. and committing to raising your children to know and love Jesus. Yeah. um, To give generously, you know, like, stuff that we I think you really demonstrate that you treat your children as like equals in the sense that they can absolutely know God and they can absolutely live as Christians even as young kids mm. I think thank you for recognizing that I think that you've really demonstrated that that's a priority in your mm. household mm. Um, and your kids are lovely and beautiful and they do reflect Jesus and the different ways that they know him and love him. Mm, they do. They really do. Yeah. And they, they like you've said, they're very different <laughs> from each other. Yeah, they, yes. They, yes, they are. They model that in their own yeah. personalities. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. really blessed with that. Really, really. Uh, I don't know, who, like... Obviously, um, that has lots to do with Karen as well. Uh, absolutely. Disclaimer. And I think... <laughs> Well, just to say, like, I think it's a really good point because, um, mm. so my mum worked in, as a, worked in early childhood 
basically from finishing high school. And so I, I think I learned, I absorbed a lot from her mm. in that respect. But there's, <coughs> there's so much in Karen in my mum. Mm. So <coughs> I think that was like, if there's anything that Karen and I agree on most, it's parenting. Mm, like cool. there's, there's nothing else that I don't think there's more that we agree on than parenting we were like <laughs> I remember when she was pregnant with Leah and we talked about this like yeah 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 like we just like <laughs> kept <laughs> talking about the same thing or agreeing on the same thing I'm like yeah, okay cool. well this is a great sign yeah <laughs> um, so I think that that would be a big part of it with the kids mm. so thank you yeah but I think you know that's obviously come from your desire for, for them to know Jesus yeah yeah Sometimes I don't think I'm doing enough, but we'll see. Hmm. It's up to God again. We are human. Yeah. God knows your heart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's another reminder, though, that it's actually, there is no enough that we can do. Like, we can do. We can do what we, we can, can do. do. What we can. Yeah. Uh, but the Holy Spirit's going to do stuff. Mm. And the Holy Spirit's actually doing what you can. Like, mm. even yeah. that is... Yeah. If that's right it's 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 actually it's god revealing your like giving you that humility for example as you've been talking about like addressing your own sin and apologizing like that's that's a that's a gift god's given you to do and yeah. uh in every one of those little elements uh, that is happening in your life uh you are able to then say kids this is this is god doing this mm. like and this is this is why i do this mm. and this is uh and if that's enough, if if the best you can is enough, then that's awesome. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah, like even Remy's two and a half, she, she's broken four bowls in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and every time she's like, sorry, sorry, daddy. I'm like, it's like the last one I got pretty annoyed about that was this morning. <laughs> so again, I'm, I'm sinful. <laughs> but it's well, a lot of bowls. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. That's almost a bowl a day. It's like yeah, she's like halved our bowl quota. <laughs> but again, because she's funny. trying, like yeah, yeah anyway, of course, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Get she's just trying to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. She's, she's like, I just get, I get my bowl, and like she goes and takes it over, and she's like, I think she plonked it on the edge, and it just fell off. Yeah, and, of course, and broke. Easy but, to yeah. do. Yeah, easy to do. Easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> Very easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Four false <balls>, easy. <laughs> Do it all the time. <laughs> Do it all the time. Yeah, I'm literally buying balls every week. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you just sm- like throw them against walls. Yeah, Easy to do, guys. I just chuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked one off the balcony the other day. Yeah, yeah. I don't place them down. I just hit as hard as I can. And it's up to the ball to remain intact. It's exactly right. <laughs> Katie's, Katie's been looking at plastic balls online all week. For this very all week. They're like rubber. They're like the, the kids ones that stick, the stick to the yeah the yeah. suction ones that stick to the table. Yeah, because I sit there and it's not. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you have it's any? Good more? to have a laugh. It's, it's, it's laugh. important. I love having a laugh. It's good. You gotta, you gotta. It's like a roller coaster, right? You gotta have to. Mm. You gotta go on the ups and downs. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. <laughs> do you have any more questions, man? Mm. Oh, I do, but I feel like, I think, mm. one of my motivators <laughs> for wanting to give you an opportunity to share is, I think, has 
come to fruition because I think it's really clear that you, when you do this each week, you are genuinely invested in people mm. and understanding them and hearing them. Um, What's that individualism thing? That's I think that's one of the reasons I like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you like to understand people for their uniqueness. Yeah. Mm. And I think that that's become really evident <laughs> and is a nice thing for people. Because I think, you know, for me, I've had the privilege of knowing you for a really long time. So I know this stuff. And spending um, a lot of time together. And sp- spending a lot of time <laughs> together. Many, 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 many hours <laughs> together. But, you know, I think listening to the podcast gives everyone else the privilege of getting to know people and their stories. Um, But I think for people to now understand yours, it's a really lovely thing Mm. because I guess, yeah, for me, I can hear it knowing you and knowing who you are and all of that and Mm. just wanted everyone to have an opportunity to get to know. Thank you. The inner workings of Joel McMaster. There's many more, but... There are many more. There are many more. (laughs) Some that will never be understood. (laughs) That's probably true. We'll talk to you about watches. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads us to the box. final question. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Amanda, do you remember the final question? The final question you know, that we ask every week? Oh, geez, yes. And maybe she like, gets sick of it and pauses yeah, maybe, it. Maybe she pauses it. Like, listen to one. the end every time. The final question. Yeah, we ask one last question. And it usually, you're right, it often doesn't become one last question, but it is, there is three questions. The last one is less obvious. You ask it and see if Amanda goes, oh. (laughs) The the, the question is, Joel, um, what is something that you have learnt as a Christian that you would like to tell? No, sorry, what is something that you would like to tell a younger you that you have learnt? The background of that question was, how do I get a clip? (laughs) <laughs> That's why I originally asked That's that question. There's, there's lots of clippable content in this one, though. Yeah, a shareable yes. clip from people. Uh, and a title. I was, I was more angling <laughs> that with... Pre- anyway, yes, sure. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. it actually good, worked. I, think good, you, I, I, I heard you do it and I was like, yeah, that's that's legit, but... yeah. Got to stick to the script, right? Stick to the script. He's, I think he's got a formula. We've got to stick to his formula. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> done this before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will next week. See you, Joel. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for coming my, on. This, this is my is audition <laughs> tape and you've ruined it. It's also, this is also thanks Joel's the, last week, everybody. He's, he's come on as a guest. for the last 78 episodes, Joel, you're off. <laughs> or maybe this is 79. Maybe this, sure. is, maybe this is what you would teach your younger self. How to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I okay. hope I haven't ruined everything just from that one comment. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> this whole podcast, I mean, this there's been things where I'm like, do not say it out loud. Oh, why not? Oh, that's fun. That's, that was great. I don't care. That was really keep, funny. You know, anyway. Also, it does. It, there is, there's discernment there. But the yeah. interesting thing is that, like, more mature. No, I'm just, <laughs> I suppose that, oh, that was like, really I'm quite happy to keep going for a long time, which is interesting because, that, like I said, I like to have very long conversations with people. Mm. I know there's a time and I know that we need to wrap it up. Oh, no, no. I was just, I was looking at it. I'm like, this. <laughs> to answer your I've question. I've got a timer on my, because I didn't oh. bring my laptop. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I, was, I was doing to answer your question though. I'm still not sure I do. I mean I do like it when we ask this question because people look over their lives and then they go oh I think I think it's more that um, that's not going to get you any 
positions, Manda, just pointing at the camera. <laughs> Sorry, we really should wrap this up. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure. I think... Look, you threw me with that comment about I should be better. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I'm only joking. I'm only joking as well. See? I was just kidding, Amanda. It's just okay. jokes. Just jokes. Joel and I have JK Illy. <laughs> what are we competitive about? Being the best. At what, though? Simply Everything. the best. Everything. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you mean are we, we're competitive in things that we do or against each other? No, no, just in things that we do. Oh, I thought you were saying against like each we other. Strive, like, we strive for um, excellence. Yes. Yes. And that is a good one to say because maybe I have relied on myself too much to do that. Uh, and I think w- one other thing, that I remember you asked the question, like what has God also taught you? I think also God has taught me to just step into what? What is your face about? Is to step into who I am and who he's created me to be and not trying to be something else or pursuing something else because I think it'll be impressive or cool mm. or mm. whatever. Um, but I, and I suppose like my personality, like I said, is always like I love progress. Like I get fired up when I know that I'm making progress on mm. something. Mm. And uh, to know that God is doing that to me every day, it's a good, rem- like I need to be reminded of it, but it's a good thing. Like it fits with my personality yeah. because every day is a, is a process of, being a Christian is process of sanctification. So when I'm hard on myself, and the, the other thing, I'm real hard on myself, mm. and I'm better. At, that's the other thing he's changed in me is like I'm, I give myself more of a break mm. because I strive. The thing of pushing for excellence is then you end up going, I'm really bad that I didn't achieve mm. whatever. Um. So that's the other thing he's taught me, and I wish I knew that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be myself mm. and not try and conform at high school, which would have probably helped me not be so anxious, which um, then would have played out in a whole lot of other things in my life. Mm. And, yeah, I think that's probably probably it. That's a great it. Yeah. And, uh, like, and again, like you have, like talking about the sanctification thing, you, you, can, have a, you can have tough days. And the time that I'm hardest on myself now is like the things I get wrong as a parent. Mm. Um, but the the thing that I like about kids is they forgive you so quickly. Mm. If you ask for forgiveness, they will forgive you on the spot. Mm. If you are, if you take responsibility for what you've done and they already know that you've done something that has sinned against them, they, were, they will uh, forgive you on the spot. Mm. And I think that's another thing that God's told me is that like Jesus' power and the way that he transforms us, excuse me, um, helps us to forgive people really quickly, a lot quicker as well. Yeah. It doesn't mean we should forget stuff, but I think he helps me have to forgive people so mm. qu- so much quicker. Um, and to or, or just not to think I need to dwell on stuff about someone's upset me or hurt me as much anymore because um, he's in control of it. Mm. Uh, so maybe, maybe the real one-liner is uh, he's in control of it and you just need to let him be in control. Very cool. Yeah, it's a constant battle for me, but yeah. Mm. Yep. Awesome. Any last words, Manda? <coughs> just glad that Joel's been sharing. <laughs> it is very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Thank you.
Well, thank you very much for We've got many years left, hopefully, God willing, to keep trying to find that balance of letting him take control. Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us, Joel. Uh, <laughs> on the podcast gonna, this on, week. On the podcast this week. Uh, You're welcome. We're going we're gonna to wrap up the chips. Thanks and, for inviting um, me on, something, something, we, something we do at the end of every podcast, Joel, is um, we, we <laughs> go one way. Uh, so if you want to join us. I was like so excited that we may not have to say, say that, that disclaimer. Yeah, like no, we just could just do it. Way but too no. funny. Stick to the script. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. And one way. One way.